Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite Radio Show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Welcome to a special presentation with myself, Nancy Hopkins, being interviewed by Janine Strong that was uploaded on November 10th, 2023 to her website, realjanine.com. This is airing as a Shungite reality show because that is the subject and will air on November 21st, 2023. Thank you, Janine. Hello, humans. You're listening to Keeping It Real with Janine, your guide to living an authentic, healthy life. And I'm your hostess, Janine. This is part two of my conversation with Nancy Hopkins. Our first, well, let me first say that originally we were going to talk about Shungite, which is what we're going to do now. But the first part of our conversation, I have to say, I love the first part of our conversation. And we got into some really, really interesting topics. So if you haven't, I suggest you listen to part one first. And I'm not going to do her background again because that's all there. Um, But we're going to get into some really interesting topics now around energy and um, especially on Shungite. So hi, Nancy. Thank you for taking time to come back again. Oh, my pleasure. I had such a good time on the first hour. I love to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, go where you want then. Well, now we're going to talk about Shungite. And when I, okay, in the first show, I talked about my understanding of the dangers of electromagnetic energies. And I get to to the point where, uh, this was 2014. Okay. And I'm I'm researching because in the first hour we talked about, I was an electronic warfare officer. Mm -hmm. Well, we didn't get into the fact that it was for battlefield usage. And so... There was a lot of things that I knew about what happens on a battlefield. And one of those things is called an electromagnetic pulse mm-hmm. that comes from a nuclear explosion that blows out all of the nor- the the U.S. electronics would all blow out. The Soviets knew about this, so all of their equipment had the old transistors that weren't so susceptible to this. So that's why I knew about this situation. And they were talking about a terrorist event and they were going to use a, 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 a suitcase carried M thing that could create an electromagnetic pulse enough to blow out the energy grid of Earth. And I'm going Whoa. like, is this real? <laughs> wow. You know, so I started researching it and um, to research because I... I always go back to the Russians because they're the best at this business. 
And to research the Russians is difficult because most of it's in Russian. Mm -hmm. And if you get something that's translated, it might be translated into German before it's getting to English mm. or Spanish or I mean, you never know really what the Russians said. So it's a bit of a of a thing to be able to track any of this. And I all of a sudden had my Facebook group going ding, 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 ding. And I go, what's the matter? Will? What's happening? And for some reason, they had found out that electromagnetic energy can kill you. You know, and and they, 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 they all of a sudden they were just absolutely everybody had heard. You know, I mean, it just blew up in this one instant. So I'm going like, please, guy, give me something to give them. I said it right out loud mm -hmm. because I was over, you know. And the next article that I read is talking about this stuff called shungite that the Russians were using to. Uh, protect and block EMP pulses or electromagnetic pulses and I'm going like well this is interesting mm. so I just went back to the group and I said research shungite and see what it can do for you and then I left it and went back to what I was doing right okay so the next day it starts up again they can't find out anything about this shungite stuff and that's that's when the rabbit hole opened up in front of me. You know? mm -hmm. Oh my God! All right, I'll find it. You know, and I jump into this rabbit hole. And one of the first things, okay, at that time you had the shungite is a is a deposit from a meteorite that came from outer space, and in going through outer space, it was traveling through interstellar space that. NASA believes has more C60 molecules in it than any other molecule. Mm. So as it's traveling through interstellar space, it's picking up all of this C60 molecules. Got it. So when it lands on Earth 2.5 billion years ago, or that, at that time frame was when the Earth was still molten. The top was still slushy. It hadn't quite hardened to what we know it now. And when it impacted, instead of making a crater... It kind of like floated on top of this semi-liquid covering, so it's really this huge. I, I originally I knew it to be a thousand kilometers square of this impact point, and basically they take bulldozers in and they just bulldoze the stuff up. It's black. It looks like carbon. Um, there's different versions of it. I don't know if we'll have time to get into it, but. It's been sitting there, you know, ever since human beings have been around there. And it had a reputation of the waters in that area. This In this area, Karelia, where's Karelia? Well, how, it's how on do you the, spell that? The Can you spell it? K-A-R-I-L-I-A. Okay. Karelia. Okay. And it's on the eastern border, I mean the western border of Russia. And it actually was part of Finland mm. until World War II when the Russians annexed it. Okay. Okay. So that's where we're talking. And in that entire area, that geographic area, um, it's called the land of lakes because there's over a thousand lakes mm. in just, you know, surrounding this, this, this very large area. I mean, you know how big Russia is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but the, the, Waters that were in basically in and around the Shungite field 
they were always so pristine. They were n- never a, a problem with them. They were perfect waters. Mm-hmm. And also, they were known to be healing waters. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Emperor Peter the Great of Russia sent his two physicians to Karelia. Well, at that time, it was wasn't it was it was to Shunga, the little village that's sitting there, and that's why it's called Shungite. Okay. Sent him to Shunga, and um, they started doing research, and they they came back and said they're absolutely correct. Something's in the water that makes people healthier. So Peter the Great built himself a, a resort area, and you know then a medical facility for his soldiers. He would take. Every so every canteen in the Russian army, you know, at that time frame, had um, three nugget or nuggets of shungite in it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that far back. Mm-hmm. That far back. So you know, you're talking 300 years ago. So it was known, but it never by 2014, it was the Karelia store that was actually had other websites you could get a you could get affiliated with the store and so you'd be able to buy their products and then sell it to you know blah 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 mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. that was what what was there in the United States there was like a an uh, two eBay sellers that were um, had Shanghai but it was just the nuggets and it was for water purification okay. and there was one other company that had Shanghai jewelry but it was just the jewelry. It mm. was, you know, different pieces of shungite and rings and, and pendants and stuff like that. Okay. But that was it. So then I come on the scene and <laughs> <laughs> I've got things going for me. And the reason I'm telling you my, my part of this is so you understand that there's a magical thing that happens about shungite that you kind of get drawn into this path of, of just absolute magic. And understand that I understand the magic because I I couldn't believe what I was finding out about Shanghai, and I didn't believe that it was true. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'd been in the mineral business for so long and metaphysics for so long that I'd seen many many minerals, you know, be the best thing ever happened, and then just you know four months later they're falling apart. And I expected that from Shanghai, but um, so what I and I also had been in international sales shipping and stuff so i understood how internationally you had to operate so i went around and i got different sources of the shungite in like germany germany germany's into it they'll take nuggets and put it um in in the in the at the doorway you know Mm -hmm. threshold of the door to keep protect the house Mm -hmm. um other places in europe know about it but not not in the united states no nothing and so um I'm, i'm on I'm on international radio, internet radio at the time, and I start talking about this this stuff, Shanghai. And the producer that I was working with, my, the, I was a co-host on the shows, um, he got into it too. <laughs> so the two of us started doing independent research on it, and then talking about it in live radio. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. It was mm-hmm. so. It was so. It was really a learning experience. So then what happened was that um, I said to Guy, I said, Guy, I need somebody that can take what's in my head about this Shungite and make it real. And within a few days, I get introduced to Walt Silva. And Walt Silva would listen to my crazy-ass metaphysics explanation of what I think is happening. And he would figure out a way of 
testing to see if it, what I said was happening mm. was happening. Mm-hmm. And then he'd take it further because he'd, he, he'd say, okay, so this is interesting, but what can it do for me? What uh-huh. can it do for me? Good question. And so, yeah. So together we began to, uh, I would, I took my ability to see energies, to sense energies, to explain, you know, what I think is happening with a Shungite. What I think is happening with a Shungite is that the C60 molecule that's inside of it is spinning at an incredibly fast rate. It's a very, very big molecule. As a matter of fact, it's so big that, well, it's actually perfect for a water molecule. A water mo- molecule fits right inside a C60 molecule. Oh, perfectly. I didn't know that. Okay. okay. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So you got a very big molecule spinning at an incredible rate of speed. If it's not the fastest, I know of nothing else. There's a couple of other ones that go faster, but this is an amazing speed. And what happens is that it opens the door to the quantum realm. And the quantum realm is a realm of energy that is 90% of all that exists. The the 3D world we see of light and all that, that's only, you know, 10% of it. That's where everything that we think about manifesting that's where the energy comes to have it created in simple terms mm-hmm. so what happens with the, with the c60s and the shungite is that the door to the quantum is opened and it opens up and then it shuts and it opens up and then it shuts it's a pulsing thing okay okay now then so we began to understand it we made um, stickers of powder because that was the other thing is that if I had a big three-pound, I called them bricks, of shungite in one hand, and I had a little nugget in the other, the the nugget was much more energetic than the bigger one. Oh, why is that? So, well, it, it goes down to molecular understanding. Um, when you have a big one, it's all compressed. When mm. you have it in the shape of powder, then it's extremely active. Hmm. You know, you're not so compressed. And we understood that powder is actually the, the most potent way of using shungite. Mm-hmm. And um, that co- that goes into, uh, well, just I'll just give you a hint of it. When you, if you, let's think in terms of nuggets. We tell people to use three nuggets in their water. Mm-hmm. Okay, always use three. And the reason being is that, and we've got Carillion photography of this. Okay, actual photography of this phenomena that shows the energy lines of the Shungite nuggets, the three of them. Mm-hmm. They have their field that they that's in the picture, but then there's another connecting field between the three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They connect, and they you know, and and we knew that this had something to do with Nikola Tesla saying that. You know, the keys to the key to the universe is three six nine. Understand mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that relationship. So we do understand it, but we don't necessarily use anything except the three because the three is what's it is what's happening at the third dimension level. Oh, okay. So, so now, do you have? Okay. I was wondering when you, do you have color photos? Because in the book they're black and white. Do you have like? Um, uh, color like JPEGs that you could send me that I could put on the um, the video slideshow. 
No, the only ones I have are that. Oh, and that okay. was taken from a Russian uh, Karelian scientist. Oh, okay. Who had Oh, okay. But even the black and white, it'd be great if, like, whatever photos you have, there'd probably be better quality than what's in the book that I could put on the video slideshow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll cool. send you. I'll send you a bunch. Cool. Of photos, okay. It's not a problem. Great. Okay. Yeah. But um, so, just remember three nuggets, right. and that's it. Now, just so people can get a feeling of how simple this is, you take the three nuggets and you tape them to your water pipe. The intake to your water from the street, mm-hmm. that pipe, tape mm-hmm. them on there. Well, what happens is that. The C60 is rotating in such a fast way that the water, which is dead water, by the way, when you've got water coming out of a pipe, it's dead. It's not moving. When you've got water coming from a stream, it's alive. Okay, it's moving. Everything's moving. If you go down 100 feet in a pipe or take a, well, Derek says 45 degrees. I say 90 degrees. Doesn't matter. When you make a bend in the pipe, you lose all the spin, and it becomes dead water. Oh, so when, okay. Right. Okay. So when it hits the field of the shungite nuggets on the pipe, what happens is that the C60's spin is so powerful that it starts all the water molecules spinning too. And because a layer of molecules started spinning, the one that's next to them, either up or down, Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. they start resonating, spinning in the same way, and that will go as far as the pipe will go before it meets a valve. Once there's a valve there that can be shut down, mm-hmm. or you know, that that's where it stops. So sometimes it goes all the way back to the water treatment plant. Um, that's how powerful this is. But there's other, you know, there's other things that are involved in it. But all you're caring about is your house. So you just put those three on the pipe, and everything that comes out of your faucets will be shungite water. Awesome. All right. Now, what 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 do I mean by that? Well, I mean that it it it's again the water spinning, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. And it's spinning at the rate of shungite. So what happens when that Okay, when we when we got a molecule that's toxic, the reason it's toxic is that its natural rotation is contrary to biological life. Our cells rotate in the opposite direction of a toxin. When a toxin molecule hits a shungite field, so a molecule is made up of atoms. Mm-hmm. When that molecule hits the field, it begins to like a top, two tops coming together. You know, they'll mm-hmm. start to stop, you know, that type of thing. Well, what happens is that in, in a toxic situation, the molecule starts to turn in the way that the shungite field is turning, the biocompatible one. But it can't maintain molecular cohesion and it falls into atoms. All right. So, like, people in Russia have been using shungite in their water purification, you know, under the sink type of things, mm-hmm. instead of carbon. Oh, okay. And, okay, and two different companies wrote, did a research project. This was such a find, and I, I don't even know where it is in my records. Um, but 
and it was from Russian into English. That was the other benefit of it. Mm. Um, but what happened was that they analyzed how much saturate. You know, when carbon is the 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 thing that's taking the the toxins out, it gets saturated. It's absorbing them. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So some the carbon is you wouldn't want water. You wouldn't want to drink anything that's gone through that. It was just you know terrible. Well, Shanghai didn't do that. It never needs replacement. Mm, interesting. Because it's just creating an, the, the end of the molecule is in the atoms, and they're not hurting anybody. You know? And so we know, we know absolutely, truthfully, that that, you know, is why the water is, it'll, it'll feel softer. Are there water filters that use Shungite? In Russia, not here that I know of, but Walt Silva made his own. And since 2014, 15, he has never replaced the Shungite. Wow. He's never had to. So, I mean, maybe I'm, you know, being a little negative here, but maybe the reason that we don't have that is because then companies can't make money on filter replacements. Just a thought. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, that was very, very discouraging to those companies that found that out, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely true. Mm. Um, well, I think it, it, yes, I think that's that's the reason for it. Okay, and so here's a thought to- that just came to me. Sorry, but I, I, I have to okay. spill it out or I'll forget it. So could you take like, okay, let's see, like a, a Brita water filter or I use a, a drink drink pod that alkalinizes but it has tourmaline and stuff in it but anyway could you take a filter apart and fill it with little shungite nuggets and put it back together dump it out dump out what's in there and could you do that or- yes yes absolutely you can do that but to be honest with you in my opinion mm-hmm. all you need to do is drop those three nuggets in the water which is what i've done <laughs> And energetically, it's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put it through a, a, a bunch of shungite to purify it. Okay. okay. I mean, you, you, you can take magnets. You can, And all this stuff you can buy at mysticalwares.com. Mysticalwares.com. That, okay. I started that store way back in 2014 on the Internet, but now it's owned and operated by somebody else, Derek uh, Condit, who... You know, it's just like another god Gaia send, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I can't run this store anymore. It's getting beyond me. Oh, I'll send you Derek. <laughs> okay. Great. And, of course, I'll have a link to that. Um, okay. So now, like, I was wondering about the powder. Well, oh, we want to talk about silver, too. But um, so if the powder is so, it's more powerful, um, I was wondering, like, could you take some powder and put it on um, a piece of tape, like maybe packing tape that's wide, put put some on a piece of packing tape and then tape that to an appliance? Or would, the, would that not yeah, do as not, much as a yeah. triangle of three of them? Three. No, you can, you can absolutely do that. You can take, uh, he's got shungite rubber you can, that you can dab on different things. You have to be careful about heat. Okay. You know, you don't want to something on something that's going to get hot. 
Oh, um, right. Okay. Like the toaster oven. You wouldn't want to do it on a toaster oven. Right. Okay. You can you can put on pipes. Yes. Everything that everything that I'm telling you that you can do with the nuggets, you can do with the powder. Okay. But you don't but you don't need to do the three. You could just do a little bit of powder. No, because you, yeah, because all those little chips of powder make threes. Okay. And then they make sixes and then they make nines. Got it. That's why it's it's so much more energetic. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Powder is always more powerful than than the nuggets. Now you mentioned rubber. What? Uh, tell me a little bit about the rubber thing. What? How? Well, the the rubber concept came up because we were contacted by a Buddhist monk mm-hmm. who lived in Thailand. Thailand, I think. And he was listening to our radio shows because at night, that's when he could get good radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he wanted to put uh, a Shungite magnet on the cell tower that was just right on the hill above the above the monastery. Oh. And, yeah, he... Well, Walls again and I working it together with this. Um, he took rubber, liquid rubber, okay, and encased magnet so it wouldn't deteriorate. Oh, okay. And that's what we sent him. But um, when I played with this thing, the rubber stuff, I said, I said to him, Walt, I want you to take and get me uh, use the rubber, but I want you to put it. So that it's like that plastic puke that you see at Halloween without the chunks. And he was like, what? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I just want a thin layer of this rubber. And so what he did was he poured it into a cookie con- container thing. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, that's how we got the rubber. And Then what do you what do, the, sprinkle the, it with powder? Or- no, it's mixed. Oh, okay, so it's mixed in. It's all mixed in, and it's not just shungite, it's shungite silver. Okay, let's talk about the the silver. What what does the silver do? Why do you add silver? Well, what, what happened was um, a friend of mine, I had given her one of the original pendants that I was using silver wire, coat, silver-coated wire, mm-hmm. and... One day I'm looking at her. I was on Skype and we were using video. I said, "What's wrong with your pendant?" She said, oh, "I wanted to tell you that the the, sh- the silver's gone off of the wire." So I I asked Walt about this and he said, "Oh yeah, silver migrates. It was attracted to something." And uh-huh. I said, "What could it have been attracted to?" So he said, "Well, must have been the shungite." So he took some nuggets and put it in a container of colloidal silver. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? Yep, mm-hmm. I have Would some. You- does your listeners know what that is? It's basically particles at the you know nanoparticles of silver suspended in water, and it's amazing healing thing. Look into it, mm. colloidal silver. But he I've dropped saved, the nuggets. I've saved in. many animals using colloidal silver or oh, nano silver. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> A lot of people too. Mm-hmm. But you, you you put the you what he did was what are we talking about right now? Oh, the silver. Okay, so he put the nuggets in the colloidal silver. And the within a few hours, the water was clear because it'll it'll take a little brownish look to it. Mm-hmm. It was clear, 
and it smelled like fruity tooty. He couldn't explain that other than fruity tooty. <laughs> and he takes the nuggets out and he tries. He looks at it and it looks like it's got a sheen on it. And he tries to scrape it off. No, it's not that. So he sends me these nuggets, and as soon as I had them. I could compare them to the actual raw nuggets, nuggets, you know. Uh-huh. And what happens when you have when you have shung and it's shungite saturated, it's actually pulled in. We now use electronic microscopes to see this, but the silver is actually embedded inside the uh, the shungite. Um, so we call it silver saturated shungite. So what what happens is that. One of the things that we haven't talked about is how the effects of the electromagnetic field is affected by shungite. Oh, important, yes. And very important. Okay, so what essentially happens is that this energy field that we're talking about, when the electric signal, let's just think in electricity, what's, you know, your lamp is running on. Mm-hmm. When the electricity goes through there, you have a situation where the electricity is rotating, the energy field is rotating contrary to your cells and biological life. So when it hits the shungite field, the shungite field is so strong that it reverses the rotation of the field without stopping anything else. The signal's still there, the energy's still there, it's just now rotating in a way that's biocompatible. Is that is that is biocompatible um, clockwise or... Well, it's hard to say because, it, you know, how you look at it. But oh, we, okay. I used to say clockwise. Okay. Okay, you want everything going clockwise. Toxins are counterclockwise. EMF is counterclockwise. Okay. But the difference between an EMF wave and a toxic molecule is a toxic molecule is a molecule. The wave is a wave. And so when it hits the field, it just reverses. Mm. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So... That was what happens with the electricity. That's why you can, again, use the three nuggets, or you can get stickers, or basically the stickers of what we use for electricity. Um, And then, okay, but when you use it on your phone, we used it on the cell phone. We had made stickers up, and that's just basically, like you said, we would take a sticker and put powder in it. Mm-hmm. And initially, we had um, the Bucky Band-Aid, we called it, <laughs> and it was um, uh, the the powder in there is just raw shungite powder, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was working great on elect- electrical equipment. If you put it on your phone, it would change the phone. It definitely would change the phone. The phones at that time were heating up. Oh my God, they'd get so hot if you remember. Mm-hmm. And if they had a, if they had a shungite sticker on them, they would not. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, that was the first thing that we noticed, but. I still had a hesitation with the phones because I could feel that there was still dirty energy associated with them. Mm-hmm. But then when I had silver shungite and I did a comparison of the effect on the cell phone with one and then the other, I realized that the silver the silver shungite was actually making a superior change to the phone. So at that point, I, and you know, this is all simultaneously, but this is what happens. So at that point, I'm asking questions of what is happening. Why is this happening? Show me what I need to know. And I get like videos in my head and I see, oh, it's the wave itself. See, in, in an electric system, you've got a sine wave. It goes up and down, up and down. It's mm-hmm. all equal, up and down, 
down. Well, in a Wi-Fi signal like you're using on your phone, it's called a square wave. Mm -hmm. And it goes up, it's a 90 degree, goes down a little, I mean, goes over a little bit, takes another 90. That's a square wave. And that's the wave that's actually being used in Wi-Fi. Okay? Mm -hmm. So okay. what happens is the energy from the quantum field that is triggering the rotation uh, effects that we're talking about, okay? Mm -hmm. That, I said, without the silver, pulses. So it would hit that signal, but then it would pulse out, and the signal was not a sine wave. It was that more complicated and structurally stronger square wave, and it would bounce back. Mm -hmm. So... When we, have, when we have the silver in the Shungite, I can't explain why, but when we have the silver in the Shungite, the quantum door is kept open. Hmm. So it, 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 just, it just keeps hitting it until it, it spins. So anything that is electronics, okay, what's the difference between an electrical device and an electronic device? Electric means it's doing something, okay? okay. It's powering the fan, Electronic means it's communicating something. Mm. Right? Your radio, okay. your television. Okay. All of those devices need the silver. So you get silver saturated shungite. Uh, and, and Mystical Wares has got another one. It's, it's been put through a scalar uh, enhancement. But you can get those at, you know, mysticalwares.com. And you just put them on your your computer, mm -hmm. your phones, mm -hmm. your television, anything that's like that, okay? Stick it on there. And stick it on there because not only does it protect you from the waves. Now, people will say, well, I've got Shungite and I still get high waves. Yeah, you got high waves because we're not stopping the waves. If you stop the waves, your phone won't work. We're not stopping it. We're attenuating the waves to make them safer, to be biocompatible. But you're still getting hit with a lot of electromagnetic energy, mm -hmm. you know, so the fact it's not trying to kill you now. It's still a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, so you have to be cognizant of that. Okay. That, you know, you, you want to make that energy as biocompatible as you can because you're getting hit with a lot of it. So you put it on any, everything. And, like, you, we've got magnets. You put it on the refrigerator. You put it on the refrigerator, and now the magnet, the electricity coming into it, into the refrigerator, the shungite itself, and the organ energy, which I'm not going to get into, but organ energy all starts to vibrate and create a massive energy device from your refrigerator. And the first thing we, we started understanding about that was that People would put the magnet on the refrigerator, and all of a sudden, the food in the refrigerator was freezing. <laughs> they had to turn the refrigerator's way down. And then people realized, well, the spinach that used to be bad in a few days is going for weeks. Wow. Okay, so we have changed the entire relationship of you and that refrigerator. I take my cat food cans and any can I've got, and I stick it in the refrigerator because it's in an energy field like a pyramid. Mm -hmm. We're making it, the energy mm -hmm. completely different, and we're doing it with Shanghai. And so you put your you put your you know the can of toxic cat food yeah, so. in the refrigerator, and what happens is that it all the toxins are taken out of it. So when you take it out, it's 
safe for your animals. Wow, that is really cool. I mean, so any food that you put in the refrigerator, would it would do that. And the food doesn't tend to go mushy. Mm-hmm. It seems to dehydrate like you see in a pyramid. But over time, let me tell you something. Yes, two days ago, I all of a sudden realized that the eggs that have really overexpired had gotten pushed behind some stuff and I didn't see them. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, my God, I got to throw these out. And I take them out and I look at the date and the date was back in March. What the heck oh, was wow. the date? It was. No, it was in May, 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 I think it was, May. Okay. But anyway, I took a picture of it. I'm going to put it up on the Shanghai uh, Facebook group because it was just so amazing. So, But it was like three months over, the eggs were overexpired, right? Mm-hmm. But then I go and I said, well, let's just do the, the floating test. You know, you put a yep. egg in a glass of water, and if it sinks, it's okay. And if it floats, you better not eat it. And they all sank. Wow. Yeah, if if you don't wash them, they they last for a long time. I, one of my neighbors calls my eggs now. What does he call them? They're nest eggs because I don't wash them unless there's poop on them. You know, then I wash that off. But I when I sell my chicken eggs to people, they yeah, he calls them now nest well, eggs. I'm sure, I'm sure, I bought these from the grocery store. I'm pretty sure that those things were you know <clears throat> yeah. washed. Mm-hmm. It's the shungite. Shungite has an amazing effect wow. on the the in the refrigerator but then then my aunt who's blind i had given her one to put on a refrigerator didn't explain why and she she, uh she said to me that since she has put that on the refrigerator she's her electric bill went down Hmm. and because she's blind she remembers all her bills so she says to me i said well how much are you saving and she said oh let me think and then she said about a third i'm saving about Hmm. a third of the bill so wow. we decided, okay, so how can we test this, all right? And Walt, luckily enough, had one of those electric meters on the side of the house mm-hmm. where the you know little wheel would run around. You could see how fast oh, yes. it was moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we took a whole bunch of videos of the speed of that thing moving with and without the magnet. Mm. And with the magnet, it was turning real fast. Without the magnet... I mean, when the magnet was on it, it would start to just creep. You could, we couldn't believe the difference. Wow! And that, yeah. and and that's just one magnet, or ha- using more in the house? No, he was using just the one. Wow! And then I, I had a, an experiment with a restaurant. Three, he owned three restaurants, and we gave him magnets and put the magnets on. Uh, I, I think, yeah, he owned three, but we only used them on that one one test place. Okay. And they had walk-in, th- uh, three big walk-in refrigerator units. They put them on that, and they had two air, uh, well, air, air, air conditioner things, air handlers, and they put them on that. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy's bills were $4,000 for his electricity oh, for that building, mm-hmm. right? And he 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 saved in the six months that we ran that experiment. Uh, he saved a third of that every month. Wow. Well, I have right, to so. say, so I put one on on one of my freezers, but I think I'm going to move it over to the fridge. Um, I, I I put it on the freezer because my fridge is 12 volts, so I, it it doesn't you know it doesn't take that much electricity anyway. But I'm I'm will put it on the fridge more for 
the food, you know, preserving the food. Um, I put it on the freezer because I know the freezer takes a lot more electricity, but I, I think I'll move it over. But I've noticed, now I put one on my car, and I've noticed because usually, I, you know, this is just anecdotal and I haven't actually written anything down, but it seemed to me like it, there was a lot longer time between fill-ups this last time that I was able to go a lot longer before I, I put gas in. Everybody says that. That's a very well-known effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You say gas. And it's because everything is running. It, you see, Walt Silva thinks that he's got, he's, he believes that they did this to begin with, is that when you uh, actually start the coil to start the entire electric thing, right? Mm-hmm. If they had just wrapped it the other way around, we wouldn't have any of these problems. Mm. But instead, they wrapped it in a way that made a toxic energy field. <laughs> so you just put the shungite on it, it reverses the field, and you're not getting hit with that. But you're still getting hit with a lot of energy that you don't need. Right, right. Interesting. Uh, hmm. Okay, so for somebody like me who, who loves to experiment with things, um, so if I take some, I've got a jar of colloidal silver, I've got a neighbor who makes it, and um, put some of my um, some of my nuggets in, uh, maybe put some of the powder in, let it drop to the bottom, and then I guess I'd let it dry out. You know, maybe what I do is pour, when I'm done, pour off the liquid and just let it dry out. Would it then take the silver from the colloidal silver and I, I'd have silver-enhanced shungite? Should. Ooh, that'll be fun. I'm going to try that. <laughs> Try that. <laughs> Try that. Yeah. You, you, there's so many. Uh, for, so, listeners, there's a show that Cosmic Reality puts out. It's called The Shungite Reality. I've also got a book, Shungite Reality, out there that you can get on Amazon. Which is really good, by the way. I really like the book. Thank you. What are you liking best? Well, it's just there's so much information. And I just learned so much. Um, I, I know my friend Karen, she's been on your podcast. She was saying to me that, that you had sent her the book and she was just kind of like, eh, you know. And then she started reading it and she says to me, oh my goodness, this is awesome. I, she said, I really like this book. I'm, I'm going to read the whole thing. <laughs> and I just, I felt the same way. It's just no matter. And I like just kind of picking it up and opening it somewhere and then, you know, reading for you know, whatever time I have, but there's, there's just so much information and the testimonials are, are really fun too. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. The testimonials are the favorites. Most people say that, you know, they just enjoyed hearing because that's what kept us on the path. Mm-hmm. People, it was the people, you know, yes, I was a, a known personality on the internet. Um, and they'd heard us talking about, you know, and so wasn't Jay. And so, you know, they, they got excited about it. And 20 minutes after I put the store online, I got the first sale. <laughs> so those people that listened to us, they bought it. They took a chance because we were telling them, I can't tell you if this is true or not. I'm just telling you my experiences with it. Mm-hmm. And they came back. They told us so much. We learned so much from their experiences. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other thing is, is that if you really get into Shungite, um, and for those people that say, oh, I don't know if I can, where, where do I get it? Or, you know, and you can't get to mystical wares for some reason. And be careful. Be very careful. This is, this is one thing. Um, recently, there's been 
okay, first off, the Ukraine war. Well, they're not shipping anything out of Russia. Oh, okay. Uh, so nobody's getting shipments of Shanghai. And it doesn't, it's not affecting us because we anticipated and have enough for 10 years. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So they're not going to run out of real Shanghai. But what's happened is that there's all of a sudden this new Shanghai, this golden Shanghai or something hmm. that's, you know, people are selling. And it's coming out of Colombia. Well, we got a hold of some of this stuff, and uh, Derek started to put it through the the test. And one of the things he did was um, he heated it up because shungite itself is used to coat the inside of boilers. Mm, <laughs> it protects okay. the boilers. Okay. Um, but uh, so we heated it up to see what it would happen, and it shattered. In fact, mm. a piece of it cut it. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean this stuff is dangerous. And then he had it just laying, you know, not touching it and stuff, and it was falling apart. So you don't want to get anything like that. And what it was, it's, it looks, okay, there's the raw shungite, the black nuggets that we're talking about. They, just little black nuggets. Mm-hmm. You'll see the pictures that show up. And then there's stuff called elite. Mm-hmm. And elite is very shiny, and that's a compression. It's a comp- area that's compressed. So the energetics of elite are not what they are with the raw, and the raw or regular. You know, I call them raw. Everybody else calls them regular, but I started it, so I call them raw. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have you have a situation where the the elite is because it's so compressed, isn't as an energetic, whereas the raw is comp. Uh, comp- it, it complements the 3D body in our healing, us. Okay. You know, so for some people, the higher the, the energy off of an elite, they might like, but it's more for, you know, higher energies type of thing. It's not for the things that we talk about. We don't even deal it. I don't. Th- I know we don't deal it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just something. But this fake stuff looks like that, kind of. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Please just make sure that whoever you're buying from has real shungite. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, a lot of them don't. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, because somebody said to me, I said, you can only get it in Russia. And they said, oh, there was, I, I forget, I don't, I don't th- think it was Colombia. They said something about South America, though, that you could get it. I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> so now I see why they're saying that. Yeah. Now, but the thing of it is, is that, um, and, you know, we're running out of time on this one, and I talk about <laughs> this on the Shungite Radio Show, Shungite Radio Show, and CosmicReality.com. You can find it, just hit the radio stuff. Okay. And as we have archives, you can listen to old ones. And it, as a matter of fact, um, it, there's actually a Shungite uh, podcast, and you can just go, you know, you can binge watch Shungite shows okay the when we do those shows we can bring out a lot of facts that we're learning as we go Mm -hmm. and one of them is this warning about this stuff but right now what derek's been looking again at the research being done on c60 in shanghai and it's astonishing the amount of research that's there proving what we've been saying you know, since the beginning. But, I mean, I'm talking about big-time science stuff. It's the most popular subject right now in, in science. So 
when you when you when you got that kind of momentum behind you that is transforming human beings transforming plants we haven't even got into what happens with plants the bees mm-hmm. when when we did the bees experiment experiment okay mm-hmm. now bee, a bee's life is about 11 weeks at oh, the end okay. of that time at the end of that time frame they start to die and they're just because they got to get through the winter mm-hmm. so the important remember you're hive type of thing it's everybody's for everybody and so they gotta get their numbers down so there's a die off but in you what you want is you want a good sized bee ball where you got enough bees on the outside of the queen that she stays alive and what brood they have might be there too but they you know that's what it is they keep circling the queen and making heat inside the hive to get through the winters and a very uh bees that are very healthy can in different areas of the country can actually make it through the winter but a lot of times you lose your, your entire beehive mm-hmm. well he had done it, Derek in 2016 had lost the hive then in 2017 he added the uh, shungite in 2018 we did another one another season and again it was even more impressive what was impressive about it is he did not lose a bee to colony collapse. He did not lose one to mite. He did not lose one to disease. None of his bees were dying unnaturally. Wow. They just were dying off in the winter. Mm-hmm. And he was able to go through a winter that killed every other beehive in the area. Wow. His bees survived. <clears throat> That's saying so, something. And it now the beehive, the Shungite beehives, is a phenomenon worldwide. Uh, awesome. All over the world, there's people using Shungite for their bees. And you know, if we can save the bees, well, then we can save ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm, and that is so you can awesome. get Shungite. Yeah, you can get Shungite honey through uh, Mystical Wares. Mm. And you know, and, and also, you, you, it's real important to know that yes, he's in it for, to to make a living to be able to. To, to do the things he does mm-hmm. but he gives away so much and, and when it comes to the bees there's a link to go to a it tells you what you do with the bee, why and you know it's a little blurb unless actually you know gives you the details some of what you're doing and why you're doing it but all you have to do is send him a request uh, and he'll send you you know, I think he's got, you know, you have to be willing not to use chemicals. Just, I, I don't know what his parameters are, okay. but, um, you know, you can get it free, what you need to, to shung out your beehives. Oh, that's awesome. From him. Wow, that's great. Yeah, bees are so important. Yeah, you pay the postage, but you, he doesn't he doesn't charge you for the mm-hmm. shungite. And he gives, I believe, powder and the nuggets. I'm sure that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what so, about now then the quantum entanglement and shungite and, 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 and you know, putting shungite in, into the earth and different parts of the planet? Tell, can you tell us a little bit about oh, that? Yeah, yeah. Quantum entanglement is a quantum fact. I'm, I'm not going to get into the <laughs> science behind it. That certain things like, oh, best example of it, okay, is that you've got a guitar on one side of the room and a guitar on the other side of the room and you hit one note of one guitar. The other guitar on the other side of the room is going to resonate. Mm-hmm. It's that same string. Right. Now, that's a concept of resonance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, quantum entanglement 
is the concept of in the Shungite, I'm going to explain it through the Shungite. In the Shungite field, that was one thing that came to Earth, and now it's been broken up into many, many pieces. But it still has an energy signature of itself. Mm-hmm. In other words, every single particle that makes up any single part, any any nugget, or any bead, or any any part of a Shungite thing, okay is energetically the identical of everything else on Earth, every other piece of Shungite. Hmm. Okay. That's quantum tank, all right? And we know that if you, if you are very close to your own frequency, okay, your own bioelectromagnetic body that you live in, mm-hmm. or you live with, maybe, <laughs> um, but... That energy field is changed every time you meet somebody new, every time you go someplace else, when you have an experience, when you have an aha moment. All of that makes up this very integral and very unique and specific energy field. But there's other people that have a very similar frequency, a similar energy field. And because you're energetically matching, anything that happens to one happens to the other. Mm-hmm. So if one individual, and we got talking about this, and a lot of times on our shows, and we've got you know cosmic reality and say what are other two, I mean all the shows are really good, but we get talking about theoretic science and theor- theoretic the- theoretics. It's just <laughs> we can get really out there. Woo is nothing new to us, I'll tell you. <laughs> and when when you get into this concept of how it's all melt to get melds together. When you take a piece of shungite and you put it out on a tree, okay, that energy field knows that, oh, way over there, there's another one. And over there, they feel, they respond together, they start working together because of that quantum entanglement. So when you, as a human being, you know, decide to take a path where, in, in the only way I can explain it is that you want to be the best representative of a truly loving God that you can be. Mm. If, you, if you take that path and you do everything you can to just be really happy and joy-filled, if you can get to that point, then you're going to have anybody else who happens to be very similar to you all of a sudden go through a transformation. Mm-hmm. And maybe somebody else mm-hmm. in your family did that to you, that that's why you went through the transformation. And as we were doing this, and like I say, we get into some really woo-woo stuff, Walt Silva said, you know, I think it's 40,000 people that you would change if you changed yourself. <laughs> and I asked I asked myself, my guides and Gaia, you know, is that true? And he said, yes. So you make a change in yourself. You've made a change in 40,000 other people. Wow. Wow. That's, That's exciting. Yeah, that is. And all you yeah. have to do is change the way you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> change mm-hmm. the way you think, you're going to change mm-hmm. your reality. And if you use your imagination, your reality can become just anything you want it to be. Mm. And can I tell you one other thing? I, I got, I, this is so, oh, mu- this is so much fun. Shungite is so much fun, i got to tell you. Okay, so Derek, my 
cohort there in the Shungite mission, and Walt Silva and a lot of other people, but Derek, has been getting and collecting more and more research that's out there. So um, the last thing he put into message me with, okay, there it is. All right, here we go. This is so funny. He says, and he's got a, a this is a, jeez, uh, it's a link to Springer.com article, and it's on spectroscopy of something, nanopolycrystal diamond pro- produced from Shungite. And, mm. But he gives me the punchline. It has been demonstrated that high-pressure treatment of Shungite samples from Karelia, Russia, at a temperature of 16,000 centigrade Ooh. for two hours transforms them to diamond. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's amazing. And I, said, and I said to him, I said, oh, my God. I said, Derek, when I fir- well, when I first started out searching for Shungite, one of the things I found was a statement made by some Russian who seemed to be the only person that knew what, that Shungite was not dirt in Russia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he, he, he understood it. And he had said, Shungite will be worth more than the weight of gold. Mm. It's weight in gold. Interesting. And now I'm going like, yeah, because it, it, you take the nuggets that you just put in your water, take them out, put them in a, you know, 15, what is it, 16,000 centigrade, cent, it's, that's not that high, for two hours, and you got a diamond. Wow. What? Wow. <laughs> I just I just got that. Wow. I mean, shungite in the water takes out fluoride. It takes out uh, uh Oh, it does uh, take milk. out fluoride. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. It takes out uh, chlorine. It takes out everything, and they've got the proof now. And if you go to, to see one of the other things about um, net, uh, mysticalwares.com is that there's a whole lot of information on Shungite. He's got an FAQ up there mm-hmm. on Shungite. You can go to, again, cosmicreality.com, go to the books and blogs, and go to the Shungite reality book, and you can, there, you'll see a free PDF of the chapter of the testimony. No, it's the FAQ chapter. It's on, you know, Frequently Asked Questions mm-hmm. chapter. You can read that free online. But he, uh, he's he got all these different research. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you this because he's got a piece of paper that says that this is this is what I, this is true. Wow, this is awesome. I knew it. So, Nancy, glyphosate. with take, oh, glyphosate, oh. God, don't, don't get me on glyphosate. That's also one of the things. Oh. I've been yelling about glyphosate for years. I've been telling people, it's not the GMOs, you guys, it's the glyphosate. That's what you need to, Stephanie Seneff and I have had so many conversations on glyphosate. Oh, my God. Well, look at the Shungite information because it takes, it takes glyphosate out of the soil. Takes it out In of the water. soil. Wow. So yes, how would you how would you um how would you go about doing that? Cuz I think that's really important. Would put you put it in the in would you just sprinkle or like throw nuggets around or how what would you how would you do it? If I well the we know of one case where some per- person that was renting some land from somebody put glyphosate on the on the pasture. And she freaked out, totally freaked out. Mm-hmm. And so, but she knew about Shungite. So they did, 
get somebody that could, I, I don't know if it was dowsing or how, what testing was now. It's so long ago. It was like back in 2015. Um, I don't remember the real details of what they were using to test with. But I do know they were in communication with Walt Silver, who was an incredible dowser. And so he was he was reading the property, too. And, yes, it was highly toxic. Um, but they used the Shungite Nuggets. I don't think we had enough powder to do that entire area. Um, but even if you took, and it, it got rid of the, all of it on this, so I know that, you know, they were using nuggets. But you can just take, um, like, a, uh, one of those sprayer things, mm-hmm. you know, like a garden spray. Mm-hmm. And theoretically, the, the, prob- the, the, the problem is, is that if you you can you can put uh, shungite water on your plants, okay? Mm-hmm. You just put the nuggets and pail you want. You get put the shungite water on, and that will immediately have a positive effect on the plants. Mm-hmm. But might want to be able to get uh, a longer field effect in the soil, and you might even want it to be deeper in the soil. Mm-hmm. So if you take one of those things that has water out of a spray, you know, the hose, mm-hmm. and you can put chemicals in it, mm-hmm. then I would put the I would put the powder in there, okay, and just spray, and you can make it as dense as you want because it's the you know how much powder you want to put in there is really based on how much powder you got. Okay, all right. I just had a thought. So. What if, now I try to buy organic as much as possible, but sometimes I can't. If you were to rinse your fruits and vegetables in the sink with three pieces of shungite in it, would it take out harmful pesticides, herbicides, glyphosate? All you have to do is put that stuff in your refrigerator that's got a shungite magnet on it. Oh, that'll do it. Okay, but something but that maybe you wouldn't question, maybe yes. something that you wouldn't refrigerate, perhaps. Yes, that's absolutely true. Um, you might want to. My feeling, and again, I if I tell you it's my feeling, I may not have scientific evidence, but I have been right. <laughs> you know, every mm-hmm. time, sooner or later, the science comes out to prove that what I was saying was true. Okay, um, but from my experience with it is that you, you drop the shungite in the water, and the water becomes shungite water. It happens extremely fast. Okay. So what you want to do is just make a bowl of water, drop the stuff in there, mm-hmm. and you don't have to leave it in there. You just want to make sure that, you know, give them a good dose of it, and then, and you don't even have to clean the water out because it's, it's, it's not toxic. It's not that they're getting washed off. It's that the toxins are being eradicated by the, Loss of molecular cohesion and turning into atoms. Mm, so maybe use that water to water your flowers or your plants or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. and did I and, read and, that you don't have to have it in? Like you can have a piece, like I've got a glass of water here uh, next to me and I've got a uh, a piece of shungite next to it. True. Cause you just have to have you just have to have it in the vicinity. It's about, in my opinion, it's about four inches away from the glass. It's still going to have an effect on that water. Okay. Okay. Cool. Wow. What a gift! What a gift! Well, that's why I say I think it's the the thing that's going to save humanity. Mm. 
because mm-hmm. right now, if you go to, again, mysticalwares.com, he has a link to the Shungite grid. And that's fun. It's uh, something he set up years ago. And so people, when they've got Shungite, like you, you, you can put your, your location on it now. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you go there and you say, yes, I've got Shungite at this location. And you can't believe how many sites are up there. Wow. Hundreds of thousands. I mean, I would think that like every pond, every every stream, every river, we should be dumping shungite in to help clean it up. Well, that's what they do. That's what they do. And he has another thing that he does. You can sign up for, um, well, you can sign up for this. I'm going to tell you about that. I'll tell you about that. You, sign, you can sign up to have him gift shungite in your name. Mm. So what he does is, on a, I don't know how often he goes out there, but he'll go off into the woods of Washington, mm-hmm. and he'll just spread shungite. When he makes uh, long-distance drives down from Washington to Arizona to be able to pick up more material for the stores, product for the store, all along the way, he throws out <laughs> 100 pounds of shungite out the window. Wow. <laughs> you know, if he, if he see the... If he sees a waterway, you know, he'll get out and he'll shunga. I mean, it's like, and there are a lot of people like that. That's awesome. We have customers that just buy shungite to gift Gaia with. Oh, that's awesome. Never, better to gift it to nature sometimes than a human being. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. They're either, they're either drawn to it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say to somebody, I've got this great stuff called shungite, and you see a little perk up in them. Well, mm-hmm. to continue the conversation. But yep. if you see their eyes go glassy, it's no point. Don't yeah. give it to them. It's a waste. I um. Oh, gosh. When did I get my necklace? Let's see. Sometime last year, there's a woman in Ontario who makes, they're called, she calls them um, uh, Empaths Mala. And it's five different stones. Um, shungite is one of them. So, and then there's a, 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 a Shungite pendant at the end of it and she does a really nice job and she does the bracelets too i wear the bracelet all the time i don't always wear the necklace especially in the heat because it just kind of bothers me but i contacted her and i said i would like more shungite than anything else in it i said i'd still like to have some of the other stones but i'd like more shungite so she made one for me that had more shungite in it and um and then i have what i have two um i think they're four inch diameter shungite uh spheres and yeah i've just been it's like once you go down the rabbit hole you can't stop it (laughs) but i really want to try with the colloidal silver and see that that i'm really excited about because one of the things of when i had my aromatherapy company was you know playing making all the you know the formulas and making all the blends and the products and you know i'm in heaven when i'm doing stuff like that so i'm gonna i'm gonna play with this (laughs) Um, one thing I would like to ask before we close is, uh, if I could just pick your brain a moment, uh, since you were an electronic warfare expert, what's your feeling about like all these fires in Canada, you know, just, you know, all these fires just like within a couple hours just appear, um, fires everywhere, um, and particularly in the past week, Lahaina on Maui. Um, is this all, you know, 
climate change? Um, or is there some electronic warfare involved? What do you think? Um, well, and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but no, 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 okay. no problem. It's just a complicated answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wrote the book 9-11 Crusade. It's a fiction, mm-hmm. but it's based on fact. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at the end of that book, you take away the fact that the buildings were taken down by what's called the direct energy weapon. Mm. Now, what is a direct energy weapon? Well, let's think about the the towers, okay? Mm-hmm. Everybody remembers seeing the fire coming out, mm-hmm. and they told you that this was jet fuel and that the jet fuel melted the trestles that were holding the building together. Mm-hmm. Because the building was built with all of the structural integrity on the outside of the building instead of the inside of the building that had been done before this this was brand new construction all right and so you got this essentially empty space in a box Mm, and the trusses in to put in the floors and the elevator system was right in the middle of it okay so that's that's the way it was and that so the the people that said that the reason the towers came down were the trusses melted and that the floors collapsed. Okay, that's what they said happened. Mm-hmm. All right, so just get that image in your head that the floors are collapsing. So you got a pancaking effect. Now, where the fire started the falling, now it's landed on the one below it. And, you know, maybe the weight's too much and that one can't hold it. And mm-hmm. then sound down, 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 down. Well, you're talking about, let's just think tower, uh, the second tower hit, the first one to fall. Um, as, as this thing is falling in this pancaking effect, it's 77 floors that are coming down. Mm-hmm. Okay? They came down in 10 seconds. <laughs> I want you to clap your hands 77 times in 10 <laughs> Go ahead, do it. Wow, do it. I know I can't. Do right, it. right now, right now, right now, you know that the story they gave you was absolute bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. All wow. Right? So what did happen? What did happen? Well, let's look at the people. There was pretty near three thousand people in that building. Mm-hmm. Well, between the two of them, but you know, so mm-hmm. you got fifteen hundred people in a building, and. The building is on fire on three floors. Three floors were affected by the crash, okay? Why were so many people jumping off of the balconies? Mm, good question. Why was it that that particular, you know, hit by the plane? And we all saw it. When the plane hit the building, it hit the side of the building. Not dead on like the first one did. This was a, you know, it, it just clipped the corner of it. And out of the building blew all of this explosion. Remember the huge explosion? Mm-hmm. What do you think that was? That was jet fuel. Mm. All the jet blew up in the initial explosion. So what, what caused the fire? That was so hot, it melted steel. What, what caused that? Mm-hmm. All right? So you don't have any explosion. Forget about the explosion. Another bullshit deal. All right? 
But let's just look at what did happen. They used a direct energy weapon on the towers. What is that? Well, it's an energy field. It's just a signal that's going out. But that signal is at a frequency that will cause, in this case, they were particularly targeting metal. Um, it will cause metal to begin to vibrate until okay. it loses molecular cohesion. Just like a glass where somebody hits a C note in the right way, the glass shatters. That's what was happened molecularly. Okay? Mm-hmm. But within this, it's not just that specific, you know, oh, I went just the steel to fall. No, it was a, a, a wide enough range of frequencies that the cement began to pulverize. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what you see all, when it comes down, when it finally comes down, all you see is all this cement dust. Right, it's like all powder. And there's no... Mm-hmm. Right, and when it gets on the ground, you have 77 floors that are now only seven stories high off the ground. Yeah, there's seven stories underneath. That's 14. 14 stories are holding 77,000. Why was there no metal found? Like door handles, Mm -hmm. desks, Mm -hmm. filing cabinets. Mm -hmm. Why was there no metal? Why were the things that were metal, why do we have videos of, you know, part of the facade coming off, falling off, and it looks like a metal piece, and then it goes into dust and disintegrates and flies away? Why was it that the people were jumping out of the windows? Because they were cooking from inside. Mm. Mm. All right? Now, let's take those those facts I just gave you and look at Maui. Mm -hmm. Okay? First off, you're only talking about six square miles of this damage. Okay. To, to get to the point, oh gosh, it's, I, I don't have it up in front of me now, but to get to the point, I checked and I said, all right, because one of the problems is if they're saying, well, we're not finding any, any bodies, we're finding, you know, skeletons if we're lucky, bones maybe. You know, mm-hmm. they they don't know how many people died, and I understand there was a lot of vagrants in this in that area. Mm, okay. So mm-hmm. they have no no clue as to how many people might have died, and nor can they find them. And I, your audience might not want this information, but you need to hear it. Okay, that mm-hmm. the guy who's the head of the head of the um, the fire you know fire chief or whoever's the head of the the whole thing over there, he said to he, he went out on television. He said. Please, don't come here. Don't come looking for people. He said, because the dust you're walking in is the people you're looking for. Oh, All right? God. <clears throat> okay. Now, how do you get to the point of cremation? Well, it takes thousands of degrees of Fahrenheit or centigrade, thousands. And in a bonfire... In a bonfire, a pressed together bonfire where you got a lot of wood, you can get to those temperatures. But to do the cremation that we're talking about here, you have to have it cooking for an hour to two hours, uh, three hours. All right? Wow. If you look at what's left there, this fire, the, these fires that came in, were traveling at over a mile, um, um, what was it, a mile a minute. They, they just were like, 
unbelievably fast. Just came through there like because of the high winds in a very strange coincidence with a storm to the south of them and a high pressure above them. It created these huge winds, 60 mile per hour winds blowing a fire. It's going to go fast. Okay? Well, and somebody so said keep- that the winds were out of the east, which is doesn't happen there. I don't know. Well, again, I say it was a you know an odd weather phenomenon. But let's just think about this thing. Okay. Is it possible that these fires, which if you look at the if you look at the ground, you know, in, in a in a hot hot fire, you have to have something to burn. You think of a forest, you think of a lot of trees compact together. Mm-hmm. But these were buildings. These were buildings. There wasn't that much wood in them. Or if they were all wood, there's still not enough wood to make a really hot fire. And yet mm-hmm. you, you've got cremation at that point. You know? And the other thing is, is why was it? And there's actually so many stories about this, I don't even want to even think about it. But why was it that there were so many people on the road right where the ocean was? that had to jump out of their cars into the ocean. Where's the vegetation that's burning? Mm-hmm. And you can see it you can see it in the pictures of what's left. It doesn't look like there was any vegetation there to burn. So where were the buildings that were burning so hot that the people in the cars had to get out and jump into the ocean? Well, and it's, it's my understanding the, that, the boats boats burnt. How, the how, boats what? the boats burnt. You know, what's that all about? Well, some boats sunk and then they caught on fire. Oh, come on, people. Let's get real here. There's no other thing that could have done that except direct energy weapons, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I'll be glad to, to debate anybody out there that's got a better idea. I mean, I've done some research on this. I know how long it takes to cremate somebody. Didn't want to know that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is the people in that jumped into the waters. See, this would have been the only way to save themselves. That water would have given them protection against that wave. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. So, and all, and yeah. all the kids that were home, for some reason, they didn't have school. Nobody seems to know. I, I Nothing I've read so far or looked at. You know, nobody seems to know why the kids were at home. Um, and so you've got all these, ki- oh, God, it's just disgusting. Just... Yeah, well, the, the the other part of the story is is, is the fires in Canada. Yeah. And um, Karen thinks that it's uh, the dumbs being blown up. Mm-hmm, right, I know. I don't know, I mean. I don't know about that, but I think it could be true, and if it is, maybe this is a retaliation. Or you know what the other the other thing I found out is that there is some conspiracy that Oprah Winfrey did it because she wants to buy out that property. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people want to buy that property. A lot of uh, the the natives have not want you know they won't sell, and um, a lot of you know a lot of very wealthy people um, want that property, and I think the government wants it. I mean from I don't know. From what I've heard, they want to create kind of like a a fifteen minute city, or make the island, you know, kind of a whole fifteen minute city kind of crap. I, I don't know. 
I guess we'll just have to well, wait and see. Well, I know they put, a, they put a moratorium on anybody's buying and selling in that area. Well, now, okay, wait a minute. What I heard, and what I heard was that they put a moratorium or that outsiders can't purchase. Oh, but oh, now, oh. okay, but so you've got Bill, you've got Gates, you've got Obama, you've got Oprah, you've got a bunch of different. Uh, uh, wealthy people have property there. Are they considered to be outsiders, or can they, because they have property there already? You know, could they buy more? It was just something that came to me because they. I read no outsiders, but the people who already have property there are they considered to be outsiders or not? Well, knowing what I know about native people in general. They won't sell to those kind of people. God, I hope not. I think it's another battle in the spiritual battle that we're having. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've taken on Hawaiian natives. Good luck to you. Right. And this is a spiritual battle. And Hawaii is a very spiritual place. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the mm-hmm. geophysics of, of the solar system, when you've got a rotating body like we do, in a planet you have the power the power points are all along the northern and southern 19.5 or something degree mark around the planet hmm. and hawaii is in that direct power point oh that's why it had so much connection between the uh native native hawaiians and the uh, star people mm-hmm Whatever allows for this this um, intergalactic or interdimensional travel that we seem to be engaged in, mm-hmm. um, you, you, you're flying into a, a remember it's energy, mm-hmm. so you're flying into gym, you know. And one of the one of the things is that I think it was Walt Silver brought up that just tickled me was he said, "Do you remember when there was all those crashes of of?" ET, you know, stuff. And I said, well, yeah, there did seem to be a bunch of them. He said, well, that's because when when they came in here, the reality on the planet was that they didn't exist. And so they couldn't <laughs> exist within our bubble of reality. <laughs> you understand that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? Yeah. That's like when, what was it, when Columbus or somebody came Across the big pond, and my understanding was that the natives didn't even see the ships because that wasn't part of their reality. They didn't even. That, that's very true, and the reason, and and so the the head chief there that could see the ships, the, the shaman, said, "Look in the water at the reflection." So they did, and they saw the ships. Mm-hmm. And once they saw it in the water, they see them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> wow. In the case of the ET, they just crashed. <laughs> Wow. We could talk all day. I am having so much fun. So I would love to have you on again and we can pick. I'd like to have you on. I'd like to have you on my station, you know. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be fun. Yes. Okay. Well, I hope the listeners have enjoyed both parts. I am certainly having fun and I just have to assume if I'm having fun, everybody else is too. So... (laughs) Thank you so much, Nancy. I've really enjoyed this. Um, so Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Just for the listeners, 
edification. I asked Nancy if we could do a short, another short little uh, conversation about C60 and why is C60 important and how does the C60 in Shungite differ from other forms of C60? So go ahead, Nancy. Okay, the, the C60 molecules is simply a molecule in the shape of a soccer ball that is created by 60 atoms of carbon. That's a C60. Mm-hmm. So whether it's naturally made or a lab-made one, the fact of the matter is the structure of it is the same. Okay. But the difference between C60 in shungite and C60 in a lab is like if you used uh, very very thin plywood to buy to build your your structure your house compared to an inch of plywood to mm-hmm. you know it, mm-hmm. it's it's different you know um, the, the it comes down to well, where'd you get the atoms where mm-hmm. did all this start and C60 in Shanghai was created as it came from wherever it started through the cosmic interstellar space. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's a meteorite. It's some kind of a, a, a meteor. A meteor is what's out there in space. A meteorite is what happens to it when it enters the atmosphere. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the difference. Okay. Uh, so you got this big clunk of carbon. <laughs> It came from someplace. But as it's traveling through the cosmos, through interstellar space, it is being affected by, now think, don't think in terms so much of molecules as the energy that is creating the atoms, that's creating the molecule. And so the energy, the basic energy that the C60, even if it was completely built all at once, okay, mm-hmm. It's still going to be affected energetically because that's just what we call energology, the study of energy, is that when you've got a frequency that is similar to, very similar to another frequency being emitted someplace else, those frequencies are going to affect each other. Uh, The easiest way to think of resonance is if you had two guitars uh, leaned up against walls on the opposite side of of a room. And you went over and you hit one string. Boing. Mm-hmm. At the far other side, that other string on that particular second guitar would start to vibrate. Right. If you have a piano, and you, you can open it up. You know, when some of the older ones, you can open them up and you can look at the keys and the, and the strings and everything. If you hit the middle C, there every single C will begin to vibrate. That string will vibrate. It's not something that we can pick up with our ears, mm. but it can be measured. And that's just a, that's just what enterology talks about, the relationship of energies. So when you're going through the cosmos and you're going by, you know, all sorts of worlds and stars and, you know, who knows how far it came to get to Earth, um, you're, you're having an effect on that, on that Shungite, Okay. On, on the C60s inside what becomes Shungite. Because what happened is that two and a half billion years ago, it hit the surface of the Earth. And so 
and it's got a, a tremendous amount of C60 molecules in it. It, it. When it hit, it was hit mostly a molten kind of a surface. So it never made a big cav- cavity. It just sort of in the top of the ground. And the way they mine is they take bulldozers and just mine it, strip mine it. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's not like you're digging down in the earth. This is something that's sitting on top of the earth. And it's, so you've got this great big hunk of stuff that hit the earth, and there's more C60s in it than anywhere else in the world, but there's no place else in the world that has any C60s comparable. You've got a couple of meteorite strikes, craters where C60s have been found. There is a, a, a lightning that I hit in Colorado that with the, with the ground, whatever was the ground was made of, created C60 molecules. Not not very many of them, but enough to be able to be traceable. The C60 that you make in a lab, you basically take carbon, and I think they've got other ways of doing it, but but, but the original way was you, you take C60 as a carbon and you just heat it to, you know, I don't remember the heat, high, you're mm-hmm. heating it so it's, you know, turning red. And when that begins to essentially go into a soot state that's when you find c60s that's how they get c60 in a lab oh, okay okay but again again all you're doing is taking an atom of carbon and you are putting it to a, a to in, into a, an environment where the i mean a molecule of carbon and but you're you're taking it to to this point where Everything begins to heat up and therefore change from a, a 3D molecular state. And at that point, now you begin to see the C60 molecules. The little atoms of C60 of carbon now are forming into the, to the C60 molecules out of whatever carbon it had started from. So that's happening in a lab. Well, if I'm right about enterology and about resonance and, and you know, what happens... What you got there is, yeah, you're making a C60, and a C60 is going to be just as, you know, energetic as it is in the in the Shungite. But you're making a C60 that's surrounded by artificial everything, including people. Mm. But the people are putting out energies. Now, if you're not, if the if a group of lamas or Buddhist monks were making it, maybe I'd say, well, maybe we'll try it. But no, that's not what's happening. You have average people who might not be having a good day. Right. And that's the energy these things are being birthed in, in instead of the the powerhouse of the cosmic realm. And the reason, when I first got into Shanghai, there was two two thoughts. One, that it's, it's a meteorite. Another one is that it was um, a result of a vegetation that uh, disintegrates and then creates a carbon situation that became shungite you know that that mm-hmm. process that takes mm-hmm. thousands of years mm-hmm. if more probably more um but if that was true well the reason that they kind of went to that was that the first vestiges of life and i'm not saying human life i'm saying vestiges of life on the planet can be traced back to that same area mm. so their idea was this is the first place that life started so it's, you know, it had a longer time to create this shungite that, 
it n- none of it made any sense to me. And then I found that NASA, I think it was in 2014, although I never saw the report until later, um, decided that the C60 molecule was the most prevalent molecule in interstellar space. Oh wow! So, so if you if you if you got more C6, of course, they didn't know that there was C60 in it when they were talking like that. But if you got something that could, that is got, got the only C60 on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, naturally. Um, and NASA's telling you that that's the most prevalent molecule in interstellar space. Well, why would you think anything else mm-hmm. except that, well, it came from came through the space that's filled with C60, and it brought C60 to Earth. Mm-hmm. Well, that does make sense, I think. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> hope I explained it. Cool. Um, no, that's great. Uh, we, Thank uh, you. Okay, we've, we've had a lot of people, um, you know, play with C60 that understood C60 compared to Shungite, and they're, everybody reacted the same way. Oh, no keep that away from me hmm. um, because to to stabilize it and to deliver it as a delivery thing they're using oils and those oils can go rancid and people aren't thinking in terms of that just at a 3d level yeah you might have something really nice captured but if you wait too long is what the stuff you're drinking is going to be very bad for you and how do you guarantee any of that do you trust manufacturers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I uh, trust well, mama na- yeah, nature. That that's understandable. The um the C sixty that I've been using from uh uh Fuller Life C sixty is it's water soluble, it's not in oil, and it's on um uh actually one of the uh the people uh who worked with uh, Buck Bucky Fuller um is part of this company. And they're on little, um, little. Uh, what do I want to call them? You know how those little strips that dissolve in your mouth, like for a breath freshener or whatever. Um, yes, yes, they're, yes. Yeah, they're on those, so they're water soluble, and you just put a little strip in your mouth, and uh, actually, it's good to you know, like put it up against your mucous membrane, so it'll go into your system that way. So that's the one that I prefer. I, I've never been drawn to the one that the ones that are in oil of some sort, but I think the water soluble one, if you're going to take uh, take a C60, is much better. Why? Why do you? What does a C60 give you? Uh, my understanding is that it, it helps pull toxins out of the body. Okay, that, that would be erroneous. Ah. Uh, because because of, okay, what it, all right, what's an antioxidant? Um, is something that uh, prevents oxidation. Okay. So, but you, you, I mean, you can't give me, oh, this is an antioxidant over here on this shelf and you can buy this. It's it's a a functioning of something, but nobody's really sure what. In many cases, they can say, well, if you drink a lot of vitamin C, it's an antioxidant because they see the relationship of something happening with the oxygen when you've got a lot or enough C in your body. 
Mm -hmm. it, and I'm, I'm asking you if you know more about it than I do, because I've never got a clear understanding of what they mean when they say it's an antioxidant, because it, the, the effect is an antioxidant. So they, they one, oh gosh, it was one of these big, big research projects, again, before 2014, with Russian uh, researchers that got together to try to figure out what was what was it about the shungite that kept the water in the in the if shungites in the water in the lakes and everything it's pristine and why does it seem to be healing and so they they got all doing their own research they get together and the conclusion was that well shungite's an antioxidant <laughs> Oh, you know? see, my understanding was more that as opposed to an antioxidant, that it's more that it's pulling like heavy metals and, and um, you know, no, out. no, that's not happening. I know that's what they might be saying. OK, mm -hmm. but they're not looking at it from a standpoint of energy. All right. Okay. Now, what, what actually what's actually happening is that the C60 molecule has an incredibly powerful spin. It's a big molecule. You can put a water molecule inside of it. And one of the, the things that it's being looked at right now is a carrier for all sorts of things. Because, you see, a C60 molecule is like an envelope. Okay. That soccer ball has an interior. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until they started looking at the C60 that they even knew there was such a molecule. All right. This is a, a side off the, from when they they said, what can we make that would be made in interstellar space is what what the challenge these researchers back in 18, uh, 1989 did. And they came up with, you know, well, you probably have to have heat because the heat's going to do this, that or the other thing. Right. So they start out and they actually get this new molecule, C60, but it wasn't like no molecule they'd ever seen before because a molecule does not necessarily have they're flat you know mm -hmm, right, they're, right. They're, they're flat you mm -hmm. know and so there's no interior to them and this is where you get this the the, the category of fullerene and there's you can have a c60 you can have a uh there, there's depending on how many atoms of carbon you got to make a a molecule you can have different shapes like there's one that's very it's it's second only to the C60, and I can't even remember the number on it. But it's like a, a an American football mm. instead of a soccer. So this has revolutionized the concept of that science. I mean, there's so many different things that are being looked at now um, on on Derek's site, Mystical Wares. If you go to the mysticalwares.com, the first part of the page is on Shungite, and there's a FAQ section, and if you look in there, you might even have another button, but you can look in there, and you're going to find reports, research reports, and he's just pulling the ones that are mo most interesting, and, but there's thousands and thousands of them. It's really, it's, an, it's the most looked at molecule now in science. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, the only natural place you find it in any quantity is in Shungite. But again, it's the energies. So mm -hmm. you've got this molecule spins, and it spins in a way that is biologically compatible with life. A toxin is a toxin.
because its rotation is contrary to life. So the easiest thing to think of is that a natural, biologically compatible molecule is rotating clockwise, whereas a toxin is rotating counterclockwise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just to, so you get an image in your head. So what happens is that this energy field being put out by a C60, it, it, a toxin comes into this energy field. And it's spinning. The toxin is spinning. All this stuff is spinning at the energy level. Mm -hmm. Okay? But it's spinning in the opposite direction. So what happens, just like if you took two tops and you brought them together, the one that's the strongest spinner is going to stop the other one. Okay? Right. That makes sense. Okay. So in the case of shungite, when when the toxin gets in there, okay, let me step back a second. One of the main things that we told you about shungite is that it affects the electromagnetic signal because the electromagnetic signal is rotating in a counterclockwise way, the way that they build it. When it hits the shungite, the shungite's C60 field, well, the the C60 field is through any piece of shungite you've got, whether there's a C60 in it or not. It's part of the signature of shungite. So when it comes into the shungite field, what happens is that the electromagnetic energy that is not confined to molecules easily reverses its spin. So it's no longer, it's biocompatible now. It's no longer in its toxic opposite rotation. Mm-hmm. And it can be done, and you actually improve the communications because it's more natural. Uh, your phones will work better, this type of thing. Uh, machines will last longer. Hmm. Uh, it, it you can save money on your electric bill because everything is running efficiently. It's mm-hmm. running the way it should be, mm-hmm. the way that they made it. So, but no problem. If you've got a toxic that is also rotating in the wrong direction. When it hits the shungite field, the same thing is attempted. It begins to make a change to its rotation. It can't rotate in in the power of that shungite field. So it begins to to reverse the rotation, but it's a toxin, it's a molecule, it's not a wave. And what happens is it loses uh, uh, molecular molecular cohesion, the sticking together of all those atoms, those, you know, atoms that are out there that are the toxic atoms, all right? Mm -hmm. And they just fall into atoms and disappear. There is no absorption. Hmm. And this is what's getting, you know, it's so frustrating. We've been saying this for 10 years now. There is no absorption. And the way that I am absolutely, I, I knew that from seeing what, what I was seeing. And, you know, well, Walt Silva, he he um, he took a, a, a canister that from one of those under the sink uh, purifiers, water mm-hmm. purifiers that has in it. Mm-hmm. And he took that out and he put it in shungite. You know, the powder. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, it, it was the coarser powder, but it was powder. And he puts that back into his sink thing, okay? Mm-hmm. That was like eight years ago. He's never had to change out the carbon, the, the mm-hmm. shungite. Nice. It does not absorb. Like carbon absorbs until, until the stuff is so putrid, you wouldn't want to drink anything that it touched it. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's that. that's... That that's what's happening with the with the the toxins. So when they say they're telling you that the C60 is 
somehow absorbed. What was the word you used? Did you use absorbing or? No, I, I didn't. Oh, so, okay. So I was just looking at the, I found the flyer from the C60. So I was wrong. It, it is, they are saying it's an antioxidant that, and, and that, that what it's doing is neutralizing free radicals. Well, see, again, I'm not sure. Have you ever seen a definition of what a free radical is, except for what it does? Um, if a well, free radical is a... a ba- if free, a free radical, radical is loose, has... Uh, my understanding is a free radical um, has, isn't... A, it's not a stable molecule, and... Oh, here's my dog. Um, it's not a stable molecule, and it's, it's missing, uh, missing an atom of some sort. And that the antioxidant donates an atom so that it becomes a stable molecule, I think. Don't quote me, but that's what I think. That sounds kind of reasonable as a theory. But to me, to me, and everything that I've seen, it's it's a matter that anything that's a, it's not rotating in a biocompatible way, when it a toxin hits the shungite, it falls into atoms. So whatever way they're describing what they're seeing of these, you know, radical things, you know, I, all I can tell you is that that's not they 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 may be getting the same effects, okay, mm-hmm. but they they don't understand the energy behind it. Mm-hmm. They keep mm-hmm. trying to get the structure of the three D in the terms of atoms and molecules. I look at the atoms and molecules as way as designating an energy field. Got it. Mm-hmm. I look at energy, not, not what's happening in that 3D. And like I say, every time I've looked at this, I have never heard anybody or read anything that really defines what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. They're talking about X. But, you know, what is it? What is it? You know, this stuff that you, you know, antioxidants and rat, what do they call them? Radicals? Free radicals. What is, what is that? Free radicals. Yeah, free radicals. Mm-hmm. Please, can you put put some in front of me so I can take a picture of it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I do. Interesting. So yeah, so you see effects and you think that that's demonstrative of a, of a physical structure, but maybe it's just energy. Hmm. And that, I get frustrated because... I hear I hear some of the most brilliant people. So some of the they really do understand things, but they miss the concept of of energy. Mm-hmm. And we're talking just to see sixty here, but by missing that energy connection, that everything starts out with energy. Right. You're missing the true magic of our own existence, which is the most powerful energy that we have is human thought and human voice. Mm-hmm. See, the Russians, when they they looked at DNA, they, the, the West looks at DNA and they use 10% of the DNA because that's the only thing that seems to be mattering to anything. So they study the DNA, 10% of the DNA. The Russians went, uh, it didn't make sense. And so they study the rest of it and they study it as a whole thing. And so they are absolutely much, much more knowledgeable about dna than the west is and the west even if they know it aren't going to tell you anyway Mm -hmm. so uh what the russians are saying is that they have discovered that the number one most powerful thing that can change dna is the human voice 
Oh. Interesting. Yeah. So when somebody's screaming at somebody, you're actually affecting your DNA and everybody else's DNA in that room. If you're putting out love, you're putting out DNA, you're putting out a love frequency that will help heal your DNA. It's as simple as that. Interesting. I mean, I don't know if you know about, um, uh, there's Reich and there's Rife. Reich is yep. Wilhelm Reich that was mm-hmm. in the 50s. Rife is somebody that was in the 30s. And he was a, um, he worked with cameras. He was working with being able to see viruses and stuff using, you know, really scientific technical camera work. That was where he started out. But he began to um, realize that he could destroy certain, like viruses and bacteria, by changing energy frequencies, Mm -hmm. by subjecting Mm -hmm. them to different energies. And he had, they wanted him to test it on humans. Remember, we're talking the 30s, so everything got lax. Um, And he said, I'll only do it if you, you have the best in the business you know, execute the testing, you know, so they got all these really, you know, well-certified doctors to take six people who were dying of cancers, different cancers, and just by changing, putting them on a a frequency modulator for, you know, like three minutes a day for three days, the cancer was gone. Yeah, it, everything is about energy and frequency, right? I mean, that's that's why I love doing the work that I do with the genius because it's all about frequencies, and and it's 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 amazing stuff. Yep, but you know, I don't like I say, the water soluble C sixty that you're using. I'm not saying that it's bad. I haven't you know touched it or anything, but you do have the problem that it's not celestially made, mm-hmm. which. Mm-hmm in terms of energy makes a difference makes a big difference mm-hmm. we know that shungite is able to do things that certainly a bottle of c60 can mm-hmm. like there is a sentient being that is associated with shungite and i don't think we have the time to get into that but in the concept of metaphysics and energy shungite goes way way beyond any molecule i'm not surprised yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. I really, I, you know, we, we got into quite a bit of stuff here. I, I may end up having to uh, make three, <laughs> three separate. Okay. Well, all right. Well, listen, as long as, as long as we've, you know, done this, you got a, another 10 minutes or whatever? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Let's just talk about that concept of the Maui fires. Mm. And I said that I thought it was direct energy weapons that was involved in them. Mm-hmm. And because of, and I gave pretty good reasons why. And then you uh, sent me a, a video, and I can't even, I'm spacing out, uh, Dane uh, Wigley? Wigley? Oh, oh, uh, Wigington. He's uh, geoengineering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was talking in terms of, that it was a weather modulating event. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my scientist started picking that p- apart right away as soon as he heard it mm-hmm. because of the way that he was saying it, Dane was saying it. I, on the other hand, sa- said to my scientist, well, 
you don't know what data he may have. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. I said, so don't put him down. I said, listen to what he's saying. You know, and, you know, if you're, you're asking me questions, I can't answer because I don't know what his, his database was. Uh, the fact that it could have been weather modulated, yes, absolutely. The, the weather modulation thing is is a real, real thing. John Kennedy back in summer of 63 went before the UN and said, you know, we're the future is weather modification. We're going to be able to control the weather. He knew that back then. Wow. Okay, so uh, we could have a long conversation about that. But to be honest with you, when I first heard Dane on a show, he, he, he scared the crap out of me because what are you going to do about somebody that's mo- weather module? I mean, it was like, oh, my God, I can't even think about this. What mm-hmm. am I supposed to do about that? Yep. But now, but now, whatever they do, we can counteract. We've got now the equipment to be able to offset any of the stuff that they're doing. And we have continually been proving it. What, what um, offsets it? Well, again, going back to Wilhelm Reif, he made a cloudbuster. Mm-hmm. And a cloudbuster was an artificial communication device that could link the ground, Earth, to the sky. Because I- that's how your, your weather is modulated by nature, is a communication. Oh, you need some water. Okay, wait a minute. I'll get it for you. Um, but it, with all the electromagnetic, all the smog, all the crap that's that's out there, um, those that communication is not there. So that's why you you see all these weird weather events, uh, and plus the fact that they're they are manipulating. Mm-hmm. But we um, again, Walt Silva studied everybody that went be- before him, and he made improvements on the technology. <coughs> Excuse me. And he has shungite in it. Mm. So powered with a shungite, which increases the organ flow, uh, chi, piranha, the, the, the breath of life, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. very essence of what really keeps us alive, not the oxygen. That's a poison to a human body, actually. But um, to, to get everything flowing the way it is, he, he did certain things that only he has, he has done. Other people make these. Nobody has made them that I know of, that I've experienced. And so um, to give you the just one example, there's um, one, and we call him the eagle. Um, because when I, I said, send me, send me, I want you to build me a cloudbuster. Because I was so upset about the floods. I had had three floods that flooded out my house oh, in five weeks. Oh, oh my and goodness. And I said, I'm over this. Yeah, it was, you know, I get floods here, but not that often. And I was just over it. And I said, send me a a cloud ruster. And these things are expensive, let me put it that way. And um, so when he sent it to me, I I guess I, I don't know, I guess I wasn't thinking about it. He had to send it in two packages, both of them extremely heavy. Mm -hmm. Because he has to build a bottom base and then he's got four foot tall uh, poles, eight of them coming out of it, you know. So it's this. I'll send you a picture of it. Yeah, I'd like to because I so have it, seen some. I'd like to see a picture of this one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so anyway, we began to work with with. He, he'd had these been playing with them for a long time, 
But now we've got seven of them around the states in in Great Britain and uh, I think there's one up near Canada or in Canada. I'm not sure. But California, I've got, you know, so we've got a network now of these out there. And in California, we just did a show that actually is playing today. Um, They were in a a severe drought. And the guy that is talking on the show, it's called Radio 5G, for anybody that wants to look at CosmicReality.com for this date, whatever it is, May 30th. I mean, (laughs) August 30th. Um, And what he did was was he works in a in a the place where you get the water from the rivers or the lakes or the reservoirs and then he gets it to the people that's his job okay, mm-hmm. okay. and he said he said if the, you don't have water in those things you have to go to the wells and he said the wells were almost dry Oof. when they got the eagle and he's not a woo woo guy when he started out he really wasn't I he but he understands what I'm talking when I'm talking energy. And so he and his wife, uh Yasmin, she and he began to work with this eagle and to get the water back. And now he said, We don't have a water problem. Everything is filled. Wow, that's awesome. And this is this isn't a matter of, you know, a year. Mm. Wow. You know, so I mean got these kind of really big impact things that we can point to and say, you know, um, from my standpoint, I've seen a lot of storms get very close to me and just sort of like go around me. Well, you know, Nancy, that's I'm not surprised at all. Um, The area that I live in um, this year, tons of us doing electroculture and um, I've got those all over my property mostly in the garden and in the orchard um, and wrapping copper wire around my fruit trees in the fruit trees that I wrap the copper wire around, stick it in the ground and then wrap about four feet up is what I was told to do. Those trees have so much fruit on them. It's crazy. And the ones that I didn't do it to aren't doing all that great. But a lot of people are doing electroculture around here. And I've noticed kind of a change in you know, in the skies, uh, it, it just, I'm wondering if it's doing something. Absolutely. The, you know, it's, that's the thing is it's so easy to make a cloud buster because it's real. When you're dealing with energy, and again, we go back to thought, thought's your most powerful energy. So one of the things that we've discovered is that if you, I'm going to send you a picture of my eagle. Okay. Great. If you take, that and you make a picture of it you take a copy of it and you print it or you put it on your screen or whatever it's a focus to the concept of of that energy okay mm-hmm. and then you can just like we work it here it's called the etheric doubling and we have done this time and time again you don't have to have the physical device mm-hmm. because your mind can create it your imagination can create it and it's just as effective Interesting. Because I was wondering, I mean, would Walt be willing to like do a class, like a Zoom class or something to teach people how to make these? I would recommend him not to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but It was just a thought. My, my, because people can take off on this, okay? But if you if you follow exactly what, what we, Walt tells you exactly how he does it. Hmm. 
He's done, you know, it's not where we're trying to hide the technology. It's nothing like that. But it's a matter of he's going to tell you what you need. Then let yourself listen to the guides that you have because everything is specific to your energy needs. Mm, okay. So if you're following a recipe, that's a recipe for someplace else. It's not your recipe. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Nancy. And thank you for uh, this edition of information. And I'm sure everybody will enjoy it. Anytime. I'm glad to be able to talk Shungite to anybody. And- you have been listening to the Shungite Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.